Hi, everybody. A quick word before we get started. I usually don't record these uh, special messages uh, on the show, but uh, we're doing something different today. Uh, I thought after we were done recording, I should probably do this. So it's going to be weird because you're going to actually hear me intro the show twice. Um, But um, just wanted to give you a quick word. Uh, I will explain it on the show. Um, When we we took a break uh, a few weeks ago, uh, my brother... Uh, who had been ill since last summer, took a turn for the worst, and uh, he passed away uh, a couple of weeks ago. So we went straight from uh, burying my brother to going into the coronavirus uh, crisis. So this is a really weird time for everybody. Um, I wanted to do a special episode to pay tribute to my brother. And uh, we were all trying to get the app to work so we could all get on and talk. And, um, you know, the sound quality is not what it usually is on the show, but uh, we made we made it work and hopefully you'll enjoy it. But I just wanted to say a couple of words uh, up top um, about my brother. He was a big influence on me. He's uh, I've tried many times to get him on the podcast, but he just uh, was reticent to do so. Um, we've had my other brother on before. Um, and oddly enough, the situation my other brother talked about, uh, with zombies is now <laughs> coming to pass a little bit. It's a little bit strange, but, um, yeah, my brother was a big influence on, uh, on who I became later on in life, uh, music wise. Um, as a teenager, my grandfather, uh, put me to work with him. We worked for the family business and I would spend many a summer day driving all over Southern California with my brother delivering produce. And, um, he had a, um, he was one of the only people I knew that could do the old program, the old punch dials on the radio. So we never actually listened to commercials. He had uh, KLOS, KMET, uh, K-Day, uh, K-Earth 101, all these uh, uh, radio stations programmed into the radio. And the second a commercial would come on, he would just click over to something else. So I listened to a lot of music because of my brother. Um, he was a huge, huge influence on on my musical uh, taste. And uh, he actually got me my first job working in a video store, a video store, which of course would lead to me becoming me becoming a, also a movie nut. So um, I owe a lot to my brother and um, he was 63 years old and um, uh, I miss him. And um, I wanted to do a show to kind of pay tribute to him and who he was. We had a great relationship. He was 15 years older than me, but he never treated me uh, like a little kid brother. Um, when we worked together, um, he spoke to me just like an adult, uh, sometimes to his detriment. Uh, but, um, yeah, he, he really never made me feel like he, like I was tagging along. He made me feel like we were equals. And, and my brother, my other brother who was just three years behind him said he was the same way with him. He never felt him. He never felt like, uh, he made him feel like he was tagging along. He would invite him places and stuff. So, uh, I had a good time growing up with my brother. He, he was a big influence on me and, um, you know, he introduced me to some of the movies that I love today. Um, I'll never forget uh, me having a sleepover at his house when I was maybe 10 years old. And he not uh, – he, he had on TV. He had just gotten married. He was living in an apartment. And um, I was probably, you know, nine or eight or nine years old. And, and he showed me Alien for the first time when it was on on TV. And it scared the crap out of me. And then my brother just casually went to bed. Just like, okay, I'm going to bed now. Um, and left me out on the couch to fend for myself where I spent a long sleepless night. I'll never forget that. But that was just who he was. He would never, he never thought to filter anything because you were a kid. He figured, eh, uh, you'll, you'll be fine. 
So um, I had a good time with him, and I have so many great stories. I'm sure that'll crop up later as we uh, go through this, uh, as I as I kind of deal with this whole situation. And um, you know, uh, I wish again, I wish he would have been able to be on the show. Um, everyone here would have loved him. Uh, he was definitely a favorite in our family. All of my cousins uh, loved him. There was a huge turnout for his funeral, which looking back may, may have been a mistake because it was the start of this crisis. But uh, we all seem to have come out of it unscathed, knocking on wood there. Um, but, yeah, I just wanted to give you a little intro and a thumbnail sketch to my brother. I'm actually putting together a, a playlist on Spotify of all the songs we used to listen to when we were delivering produce back in the 80s. Uh, all over Southern California. So um, I have a list about 175 songs that remind me of working with my brother. We would work long hours and then uh, sometimes in between when we'd be waiting for different deliveries to arrive uh, and there was nothing for us to deliver, we'd sn- sneak off and go to the movies. And that's what this episode is uh, is a tribute to. Uh, my brother and I saw a lot of movies in the 80s, some of which we reviewed already, um, like Gremlins, and um, we would... Just he was a big movie nut, so uh, we were at the movies constantly. So um, we're we I picked three of his favorites, and we're gonna do those in the show today. So uh, this one's for Lou. Correct. From the Los Angeles Underground, it's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to the Superiority Complex, everyone. It's been a little while since we've had the whole crew together, but via the miracle of the interwebs, we are all here together, sort of. So let's say hello to everyone. Let's take a let's go around the table. Uh, to my right, as always, John Sandy. Hey, how's it going? To his right, as usual, the handsome man himself, Jake. Hi. Directly across from Jake, the lovely Justine. I don't sit across from Jake anymore. Yes, you do. You be oh quiet. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just brings a grinding to a halt. What a, what a weird conversation. And the person who has to put up with Justine, our old friend, Patrick. How you doing, guys? Howdy. Patrick, you sound great. Thank you. How's your beard going? So, obviously, these are strange times. So, we are practicing social distancing, and we are not. And how? And we are not in the same room. We're not even. uh, Justine and Patrick are together. Uh, Surprise. Jake and Sandy are together. But oddly enough, uh, Justine and Sandy have paired up, and Jake and Patrick have paired up. It's weird. I don't know. I've seen seen the videos. And then John Sandy, of course, uh, locking it down. And then I'm down here in the uh, in the bunker. So we're all together separately to bring you uh, a very special edition of the Superiority Complex. I'm pumped. Are you guys excited? Super excited. Yeah. It's nice, really nice to hear all you guys' voices. It is nice to be back yeah, together. I yeah. I haven't had to yell at anyone in like three weeks. I only no, miss John's tough. voice. Oh. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, that kind of thing. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hmm. Um, who do you miss the most, Justine? I miss John. Yeah. He's, I know he gets to work. Yeah. It's sad, but it's also good. Uh, yeah, he gets to work. Yeah, I'm still on the front lines, I guess. 
Yep. You're an essential worker now, John. How do you feel, man? It's weird. It's weird. It's, um, you know, it's a little more, it's a little different now. The first couple of days it was crazy, but now we only let so many people in at a time. So it's a little calmer. Yep. And, and the, the warehouses are starting to come through again. We were starting to run out of stuff, but I think the warehouses finally caught up. So we're starting to, the shelves are full again. Good, good, good. Well, you're an essential um, employee now. Hopefully they're paying you what you deserve. Well, I, you know, um, I, I guess I feel lucky just to have a job. I mean, so many people are out of work now. I just feel lucky that I still have a job, you mm-hmm. know? So, so I can't complain too much until I come down with it. Then I'll be all, I'll be, I'll go, then I'll complain bitterly. But right now I feel lucky to be working. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's what I think what people are missing. A lot of people who aren't doing their social distancing, like uh, our socially you know, responsible people, podcast is they're, they're most people walk. There, most people are walking in with a mask. I got to say, almost ninety percent of the people walking in the store are wearing a mask. So that's kind of comforting. None of us are wearing masks, but at least, at least all the customers are wearing masks. Well, did they not let you wear masks? No, it's just um, it just wouldn't be. Uh, we're doing too much running around. I don't think it would work. Uh, just and I don't think anybody has one. Quite frankly, I don't. I don't think anybody has access to a mask. So we just kind of bite the bullet and do it. You know. Yeah. But we're uh, we're sanitizing like every half hour. We're wiping down the uh, the check stands and the uh, the keypads, and uh, we're constantly washing our hands with that uh, that alcohol solution. So you know we're really on top of that. But uh, no masks. We're all I should just wear a, I should just wear a Darth Vader mask. I should just walk in with a Darth Vader mask. Like <laughs> <laughs> regular masks at the store. So I had to make do. That'd be great. You should do that. Um, uh, John, do you, uh, now you're able to do your own grocery shopping there before you go to work. You, you mentioned that on, on a, on our episode that we did for the lily pot. Um, so you're supplied at least every, everyone else has their supplies, right? You guys are all well stocked. Yeah. Yep. I'm stocked for next five days or so. Wait, what did the janitor say when he came out of the closet? Supplies. <laughs> Oh wow! God damn it! How how awkward! It's <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. That's good. That's You're welcome. That's, You're welcome. That's, that's solid material. That's solid stuff. <laughs> um, I have no idea how long we've. Oh, it's only been five minutes. Seems like much longer that we've been recording. So but, is, is everybody everybody healthy? Everybody well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So far, good, good. We're just stuck at home. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with well, that. Well, there's there's worse things that could happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I'm still very fortunate in this situation. We still have jobs. We're still getting paid. So. Oh, right on. And Patrick and I are always practicing social distancing. Yeah, well, the, you two will never get it from one another. Yeah. yeah. We were always prepped for this. I didn't realize Ouch. I didn't realize my lifestyle was social distancing, so this is it's not, not a big change. Exactly. I've always been yeah. social distancing. <laughs> uh. So, but, yeah. We, what we did now is we did a uh, we're doing a special so right before we went uh, right before all this broke out uh the show had taken a break and i had uh, mentioned earlier last summer that my brother had had a stroke and he unfortunately uh took a turn for the worst in the la- in in uh in uh, 
late February uh, there. Late February kind of took a, a turn for the, the worst for a few weeks, and uh, so we took a break from the show. Uh, my brother ended up uh, passing away. Uh, unfortunately, it was kind of odd because during uh, the time we were prepping for his funeral and everything is when the time when everything started ramping up. So while we were doing the uh, memorial service and the celebration of life for him afterwards, um, everybody was, we were all gathered together in probably a crowd larger than we should have been now looking back on it. But at the time, you're not thinking about it. And um, everybody we knew who was in education, first thing we got the text that Disneyland had closed. And when Disneyland closed, I think that was the signal to most people that uh, the end of the world was coming because that's really when the panic set in here in California. I think in in, in yeah. the in the L.A. area, when Disneyland closes. You yeah, know something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Disneyland doesn't close for anything. Well, like I always tell people, like, oh, you know, what you know, Disney's such a such a, you know, they don't care anymore. It was different when Walt was around. I was like, they didn't even close when Walt died. So their track record, <laughs> um, <laughs> their track record yeah, has been moving on. Spotty at best. Uh, what did you say? Then maybe people needed that and they wanted to go somewhere. Okay, we'll go back to work in two weeks so we can go be raring to go, Justine. I know, I understand. You, I, I see where you're coming from. Few old people are nothing uh, on the funeral pyre of the economy, right? So we just, we just we toss crap. them. Up. <laughs> hey, look, that's the message. That was very, that was very poetic. <laughs> that, that's that's the message that's coming down from on high. So I'm just I'm just repeating the message. Um, but I like uh, that. thanks, John. Um, I really don't like the sentiment, but I you know I I can turn a phrase. Uh, so now we're back uh, from outer space, and we're just here to let you know that we want to be in your face. But don't touch your face, because that's against the rules. I, I lost my train of thought there for a second. Uh, <laughs> you were going somewhere. And you <laughs> oh, so. Off real yeah, so, so coming from having the services for my brother into this crisis, really, that weekend is the weekend everything changed, you know. So it's been a little bit of a, I've been a little bit. You know, it, it. I didn't. I knew things were were bad, but I hadn't seen things firsthand until after everything uh, was finished up with my brother. So, by the time I was was ready to go out and you know do shopping and things like that, you know, the the the, the shelves were empty, and uh, I had been seeing it via social media. But one one thing I'll never forget is being in the room with all of my cousins and friends who are in education, and then being told no more school. You know, we're going to homeschool it from starting next week. Um, so it's been kind of a surreal few weeks, but I wanted to do this episode to, we had already, I'd already planned to do it. I wanted to pay tribute to my brother. Um, so it's kind of a weird time to be doing it. And he would be so angry that the sound is so bad on this episode, which I think, is, <laughs> which I think is kind of uh, funny. Cause he was all about Can't that. have your cake and eat it. Too. Oh no. He, he always had to have the highest quality, I remember my brother bought a Blu-ray player. He used to have a Laserdisc player back in the day. Um, wow. Yeah, he always had to have the best sound system and the the cutting-edge technology. He bought a, a, a DVD player. No, I'm sorry. He bought a Blu-ray player when they were $1,000. When they were 1000 bucks for a Blu-ray player. He wow. Um, and it was the slowest Blu-ray player you ever had. And he didn't have the internet, so... <laughs> I used to have to download the update discs for him and then run the updates for him. Oh my god! 
Because after a while, the menus got to be so intricate on the uh, on the Blu-rays, they would shut the machine down. It couldn't couldn't handle even the menus. It could handle the disc, but it couldn't navigate the menu because the software hadn't been updated. So I used to have to update wow. the, the machine for them. Yeah, it's a huge brick of a machine. It, it kind of like the size of an old, the original VCRs. If you remember what those look like, yes, yeah, huge. Those were like super heavy, and they top loaded. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And they had dials instead of uh, for the channels. You could dial the channels on them, like like channel dials. And you had to, and you had to crank it up with a. It was like a hand crank to get the power going. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, <laughs> but seriously, great audience. No, no, no. <laughs> I remember those things. We used to have them at school. We used to watch the movies yeah. uh, on rainy days with those giant VCRs. Mm-hmm. Uh just about. It's like a Flintstones cartoon. It's That's about, right. It's like a Flintstones. Flintstone. Yeah. 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 It was like a hamster inside. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Run the whole thing. Uh so the, this episode is we're gonna do a special edition of the Digital Movie Club to honor my brother. Now back in the eighties when we when we worked for my grandfather, my grandfather had a produce business, I've mentioned this before. My brother was much older than me. He was fifteen years older than me and uh so I would uh, go on these delivery runs with him and we'd go to exotic places in uh California at that time, like uh, Irvine, uh, where there was nothing out there. And um, so we would uh, sometimes on the way back, uh, if it was in the middle of summer and we wanted to beat the heat, we would uh, play hooky for a couple of hours and go to the movies. So I saw a lot of movies in the 80s with my brother. I remember him taking me to see uh, Vacation. Uh, we went to see a bunch of the Star Trek movies. Uh, we went to see, um, and then three that we're about to see today. We've already seen a couple that we we've already we've already uh, um, uh, reviewed a couple of his favorite movies. Um, I remember seeing Alien for this first time on on TV. John, you remember on TV before cable? It was yeah. one movie channel. Yeah. It was a movie channel. It was a box that sat on your TV that gave you uh, channels, and that was on TV. So I saw <laughs> Alien there. I saw um, The Thing. My brother was responsible for introducing me to that movie. So we've already reviewed some of the movies that he really loved. Apocalypse Now is another one, um, Close Encounters. So for this one, I thought we'd pick three 80s movies uh, that were favorites of his, and we would do those. So we're going a little bit out of order uh, as we continue through the Digital Movie Club Um we're going a little bit out of order, but we're, today we're going to review La Bamba, Big Trouble in Little China, and the fabulous um, Back to the Future, which is a, a biggie, obviously. Um, so, guys, which one of these would you like to tackle first? Mm. Oh, I'm so sorry. Dun, 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 dun. Digital movies. Da 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 da. You're in the club. Wow. Yeah. I mean, not bad. What a yell. I know. Not bad. Not good, but not bad. That's of course the digital movie theme. Is has Justine Weenie fallen asleep? What's going on over there? No. Oh, you're just quiet. Like the normal show, she doesn't care. Okay. <laughs> this must be heaven for wow. you guys. You're probably playing Nintendo Switch and reading your texts, and this must be awesome for you guys. I can't see you. We got to. No, do- I'm trying to um, keep my dog from barking. So. Oh, he can bark. Ah. Petting him. I have to keep petting him and keep him occupied so he doesn't see anything 
If he sees like the tree move, he's going to bark. I love him. So. I love him already. What kind of dog <laughs> is Obi? So you treat him like a dog and send him outside. Wow. That's, That's worse. <clears throat> oh, he just goes nuts out there? Yes, he'll bark at everything that's moving, yeah. the butterflies, Love which it. I don't mind. He's got tiny dog syndrome. Oh, that's our dog, dude. He's He barks at everything, the neighbors, the air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Other houses. Is the air just- <laughs> <laughs> you see that ghost? I saw that ghost. <laughs> Other houses. Send him outside. You're just going to hear him barking outside. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. Um, so, back to our movies. Which one do you guys want to do first? You guys literally just finished watching La Bamba as we wrap this up. So yeah, we did. How was that? That one's fresh. Let's start with La Bamba. I mean, this is this okay. is. I mean, this as a Latino, this is the movie. I know anybody who says Selena is the best movie about Latinos ever is wrong. It is La Bamba. This is pretty much. This is pretty much like a documentary. We all have a cousin or brother like Bob. Um, <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, this is, and this is really Bob's movie. Richie's kind of the, the side story here. But, uh, John, this is one that I don't know. Where do you fall on this as far as like a period piece? Uh, how do you feel? Oh, they, I, think, they, I think they did a good job. Yeah, I think it's, it's right up there with the Buddy Holly story. I think they did a good job. Yeah. And uh, you get some great musicians in there. You get uh, Marshall Crenshaw in there. Uh, you get. You got, uh, you got Brian Setzer. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Brian Setzer playing Eddie Cochran, which must have been a dream for him because he idolizes Eddie Cochran. You sure. Know? So he, to actually get to play him, it must have just blown his mind, you know. That is great. There's some good, uh, there's some nice touches. And uh, the fact that they keep everything, they kind of keep the sets to a minimum. They don't really, you know, you don't see a lot of the sprawl because he's living out in Pacoima. So, it's Pacoima, right? Yeah. So you don't really need to, to focus on like LA, you know, it's, he's out in the valley. So they kind of yeah. got they kind of sidestepped around having to dress really huge sets uh, to make it look. Yeah, you know, if, if you lay it on, it, it becomes distracting if you lay it on too thick. But like the stuff in the recording studio looks dead on. How Spartan that recording studio at Delphi is, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, John, you've seen this several times, right? You, you. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, do you have a, a particular? Uh, who do you think is the standout? Do you think uh, is, it, is it Lou Diamond Phillips? Is it Isai Morales? Who, who do you who, who do you follow in this movie? I think they both do a great job. Yeah. I know you, you always say it's Bob's story, but I think they both do a really good job. Uh, and then um, all the all the peripheral characters are real strong too. You know what's his name playing uh, the producer and all that. Sure. Um, I, I forgot his name. Uh, he was in Memento. Joe uh, Joe Pantolieri. Yeah, oh, yeah, Pantoliano, Joe uh, Pantoliano, I'm sorry. Yeah, all that byplay, you know, all that stuff when you see, you know, how much work it really is to go into the studio and do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that That's fascinating where he's, you know, all the stuff he's got to go through just to get that uh, that first record out, you know. That's right. He's singing, he's singing Donna. Yeah, and I, I just love all the live scenes. Whenever he's just playing live, I think it works really well. Sure. It's always the toughest thing to pull off. When you're doing a biopic, it's always the worst it's usually the hardest thing to pull off is to believe that they're really playing live. And I th- I think they did a great job. And Los Lobos doing the soundtrack. Always good. Uh, oh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, Perfect. They sound great. Uh, and they do sync yeah. up the, uh, you know, it's always weird to see someone lip sync, but I think Lou Diamond Phillips pulls it off. I think that it works. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, did because that's really, that's, that's really Dave Hidalgo doing all the singing, right? That's right. 
That's right. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, you've never seen this movie. And no, no, this now, is the first time. Now, we saw the Buddy Holly story. Now you're seeing the flip of that. Uh, because in the Buddy Holly story, we saw um, we saw uh, Richie playing maracas, if we remember correctly. Yeah, vaguely. I think it, I think so. I think he's out on, on stage playing maracas. What uh, What did you think, Patrick? Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I I thought it was a really good film. Really, I do agree. I think it's more focused on Bob, but I also think we've done a lot of things great. Wait, hold on, stop. Somebody's uh somebody's rubbing the phone across something. What's going on? Wasn't me this time. Not me. Hello. Nope. There you go, John. Are you there? Yeah. John, are you rubbing the phone on your beard? <laughs> I'm hiding the phone in my beard. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, I'm sorry, Patrick. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying that um, Lou Diamond Phillips does a really good job. And, you know, it's shot well as far as I do agree. You don't see, you know, huge sets or anything like that. You see small vignettes into a, a past, and it's done well. It's a good movie. I like it. Yeah. I, I thought. Did um, you cry? I mean, he was a little uh, at the end, yeah. You heard, you heard Santo <laughs> and Johnny and you cried a little bit. Yeah, right in the fields. Yeah, it's just it's it's sad. Like it's it's tough to think what both their potentials would have been. You know what you know, their music would have turned into had they lived. Like it's crazy. Uh, sure. Yeah, that's uh, that is something. Uh, people, a lot of people. Uh, uh, there's a lot of conjecture about. John and I have talked about this, right, John? That people were saying that Buddy Holly was going to go more toward a pop route. He was trying to record with like strings and things like that, and um, and so people are are saying that. Uh, Maybe he was going to go that route, but uh, I mean, Richie Valens was only seventeen, so who knows where he would have gone? Yeah, yeah, crazy. Yeah, and uh, if you hear I some, if you hear some of his records where he's just playing, there's a couple of instrumentals he put out where he's just playing guitar, and a lot of his stuff sounds like it kind of predates the surf sound, um, where he's yeah. kind of he's kind of got that like bluesy twang that would become really popular like a few years later with the surf movement. So who knows where he would yeah, have gone? For sure. Yeah, yeah, and you know, Delphi did some surf records and uh, surf groups. So who knows that that producer actually did some surf groups? You know, yeah. So who knows where he would have gone as far as uh, you know uh, his potential at seventeen could have gone anywhere. You know, so um, but uh, we unfortunately will never know because uh, he lost a coin flip to um, Waylon Jennings. Um, is that right? That is that what, it, what the story was? That's who it really was. It was Waylon Jennings. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he, he was Waylon Jennings. Was was Waylon Jennings in the crickets? Was he the, uh, in the backup band? For I Buddy think Holly? he was. Yeah, I think he was in the backup band for Buddy Holly. And he lost the coin flip to Richie Valens. Yeah. Oh my god. How'd you like? How'd you like to live with that the rest of your life? Jeez. You know? uh, Holy cow. Um, yeah, but the it, you know the big bopper. You know we lost one guy with one song, but uh, still sad nonetheless. I know. I I used to have a friend who'd say, "Okay, we've had La Bamba and the Buddy Holly story. When is somebody going to do a big bopper movie?" <laughs> <laughs> oh and the name of the movie would be "Hello, baby. baby." That's it. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye, baby. Oh no, um, <laughs> Jake. What did you? Jake, have you seen this movie a lot? I know your mom's a big fan of 80s movies. Was this on a lot when you were growing up? Um, no, I actually, I don't think I've seen it. Before. What? What did, yeah. you, what did you think? And I thought it was great. I mean, I love the music. Um, characters are interesting. I do agree. It does seem like it's 
um, paying a little more attention to Bob mm-hmm. and you know his uh, Rocky, uh, his Rocky Road <laughs> yeah. life. Well, you know what's what's amazing about a movie at this time is that they show you that Bob's you know they they show you the worst of Bob's character. They they really do. Yeah, and yeah, um, yeah. yet the way he's played, he, he he's still very sympathetic. He's he's a very sympathetic character in spite of you know this uh you know that he's a horrible horrible person you know and it, it shows you this kind of redeeming relationship he had with his brother you know um you yeah. know they, they they loved each other obviously and uh and it's really a story about them being brothers uh than mm-hmm. more than even about the music uh but uh, the music is a big part of it obviously so did you do were you distracted by those performances or did you uh what did you think uh, Jake no, no, I wasn't distracted at all. I think it was done very well and very engaging. I was finding myself because sometimes I'll get distracted or I'll be doing something else while I'm watching some of the movies. But this one, I was watching it the entire time. Yeah, no distractions. Uh, let me ask you a question. What did you think of the scene where they go play the uh, cowboy bar? How about that? <laughs> that was. I loved that scene. That scene was so. It was adorable with him and his um, his mom convinced the uh, the bar owner to let him play, and they ended up dancing together. And yeah, it was a nice scene, and then you get to see Bob play the drums. Yeah. <laughs> and Bob playing the drums went terribly, but somehow in time, and he's counting, you can see it. Yeah, and then doing uh, they're doing Buddy Holly, which is great too. They do that. Uh, I love his va- 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 backup vocals on "Oh Boy." Um, that that is a great scene. <laughs> yeah. um, Justine, you've seen this millions of times. Obviously, your family being Latino, <laughs> obviously because they named your dog Obi Juan. Uh, what did What did you think of that? What did you think of this one? Seeing it again? Well, when I watched it, I was little, so I just didn't realize that he died at the end. Oh no! I think I just. I think I just know. It's just you know, yes. I'm gonna continue playing with my dolls and my Legos. <laughs> Sorry. You, the Hawaiian. Gu- a lot of things are on. Huh? The Hawaiian guitar didn't give it away. <laughs> no, but I just, I never just, I just never realized that. But I think I just, it probably lost my attention when I was little. And whenever it was on TV, every time I watched it, it was always when they're playing music. And then when it stopped, that would change the channel. Oh, nice. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think I was just too young, like watching it, <laughs> and then you know, like now I'm watching it as an adult, and I can actually follow the story now and actually care. So, but, um, what did you think now think watching it, it as an adult? That I, uh, I think it's the woman that I really paid attention to more than the guys. The guys, I just felt like these are brothers; they're just competing, and they're just going to beat each other up. Yeah, but, the mom's the mom's the best. The mom is. Yeah, I'm just like I'm looking so at the great. mom. I'm looking at the wife that was the girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting. Um, and what's happening with her? And I don't know that their whole story that I was interested in. I'm like, are they going to show what happens to them? And I was more caught up in that. Well, now you can. Guys. But now the great thing is that you have a. Whenever Patrick does something, Bob has given you a line. Um, you know where you can like sass Patrick you know what I mean and then like like he'll say something like I can't believe you got a ticket for you know parking illegally and you could say 
it's not my first or my last. And then you just keep saying that. It, it makes people really mad. So we do that. That was one of the quotes that uh, we like to quote that. We like to say that. Uh, my brother was always fascinated with Bob. Uh, he would always, my brothers and I would make fun of each other. So like if it was me and my brother Lou who, and we saw, my, my mom would say something about my brother Frank. We would do the Richie Valens mom voice and we'd say, look at my Frank shining like a star you know what i mean we would just do that <laughs> uh yeah so we used to we pulled from this movie a lot we did my brother and i, I don't think we actually saw it together but we would quote this movie endlessly um to one another um uh, everybody i know of my generation would uh you know that i've ever worked with uh knew the line basura you know when he's throwing the garbage away and he's looking at the cartoons here's Woody Woodpecker and Buzz Buzzard <laughs> I was telling John I think I said it earlier how sad do you have to be to get excited about Woody Woodpecker that's like the bottom of the barrel <laughs> well it could have been Heckle and Jackal yeah, yeah. <laughs> here's Andy Panda and um, <laughs> uh, Wally Walrus oh my god yeah uh, yeah, there's a lot you can quote. This movie is endlessly quotable. Just go back and watch it again. Uh, former co-host Martin and I, we would ever we would accomplish something, we'd say we did it, Carnalito. So like, there's all kinds of stuff you can pull from this movie. But um, uh, yeah, I I do love it. And Justine, what did you think compared to the Buddy Holly story? Did you? How do you feel this was a companion piece to uh, to the Buddy Holly story? I kind of like that they both ended at the same time. Well, they kind of have to. I know, but I mean, they could have kept going. Like I, don't, like I just wanted to keep seeing like what happened with the ladies. And oh, okay. What happened to his brother? You know, like they could have went on a little bit. Like you know, in Selena, they went on a little bit longer too. Yeah, yeah. Sorry at the compare it to Selena. I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I, that doesn't really bother me. Right now, just like oh my god. Everybody knows there's only one movie. But go ahead. But. Oh, what is that sound? Somebody loaded a gun. Is that pistachios? Sound like water. I don't know. Um, Dan's or handsome Dan is awfully quiet. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, it's not him. It's Patrick. You son of a bitch. Not me. It's Patrick. I didn't do nothing. It's always Patrick. All right. Uh, I'm just sitting here. Sorry, Justine. Holly, I felt like the music was more of the main attraction there. You just heard more. Uh-huh. Um, with this one, I felt like there was more background to it. I don't know. Yeah. That's just how I feel. No, that's just, you're not wrong because, well, because the story... He recorded less. So, you know, he's young. He recorded less. You know, Buddy Holly had a few more years to record, you know. Well... Yeah. Also, I think here, you're right, Justin. A lot of it is the side story, his family life. And that is compelling. Um, you know, you know, obviously single mom, you know, raising, you know, they, the, for me, you know, that, that's the kind of work my family used to do in the beginning was like picking the fruit. That's what my grandma used to do. So it's, it's kind of interesting to see that perspective, you know, and, and farm working and all that stuff. And then from those, you know, kind of humble beginnings, you know, how he's trying to navigate going to school, being, you know, Mexican American. Oh, that was another thing. My brother and I would always say, we'd always go, what is he? Uh, Italian. That was another one we used to like to do. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot going on in this movie, kind of like a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a social narrative, too, 
uh, uh, that doesn't exist in the Buddy Holly story, I think. And um, mm-hmm. just because well, you see the mom, the mom's the one that's keeping it together. She's holding the whole thing together, you know. Sure, sure. Um, what any good mom does. Yeah, right. And uh, well, there's a, there's just a lot of great there's a lot of great scenes like the scene where they don't let him play at the party. You know, that's just a great scene. You know, you know they have like a garage party and they're not letting him play. And um, there's a lot of little great things like that. that they, just little vignettes, like Patrick said, little slices of his life where you don't really necessarily need to see him making the record. But you see the struggle he, it took to get him there, you know, um, even though he was 17 when all this happened, you know. And then even after reaching success, his life wasn't, you know, perfect. So I, I, I think it captures a lot of that. In a, in a way that uh, and can I win something on the radio where like Justin Bieber gives me pizza or something at my house <laughs> and a pizza party <laughs> only if Rick D's uh, only if Rick D's is your DJ John hates Rick D's yeah. boy that no you know what it is it's it's distracting because you watch this movie you go Rick D's it's like wait a minute <laughs> he wasn't on the radio in the 50s well, you know, That's he, just me. He, has, he has to look young enough to, he has to look young enough to be like, you could get like an Art LeBeau or somebody, but he would be old yeah, already. See this, this, <laughs> the, the old Art LeBeau. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he, no, he, I, I just, I just just say I have to clown around, but you know, no, Rick D's is fine. And actually his voice probably sounds like the prototypical fifties DJ, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, that's, what, that's what they needed, you know? All right, so let's rank this one. La Bamba. Uh, John, what do you give it? Uh, give it a seven. John gives it a seven. Are you writing these down, Justine? Do you need me to make you – you want me to have, go last so that you can have a chance to write everybody's down? I am, like, quickly grabbing something right now. I have it. I don't want to go to my app on my phone and lose it. I have it. I have it. Okay. Uh, what did you give it, John? A seven? Yeah. Okay, I got it. We're good. Uh, Jake, what do you give this one? I give this one uh, eight and a half. Yeah, nice, man. Uh, Patrick? Solid seven. Solid seven. I'm underwhelmed so far, except for Jake. Good egg. Uh, Justine? I give it a nine. Justine is now my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also also going to throw it. music. I'm also going to give it a nine. Uh, like I said, it's not the best movie, but it just it it's it's I have it has a lot of sentimental value for me, and I, it's a movie I can watch over and over. It's not a perfect movie, but they they do everything right. It makes all the right moves. So uh, f- for that, I give it a nueve. Nueve. All right, let's move on. John, you said you did not watch uh, Big Trouble in Little China. I did not. It's been a couple. It's been kind of a crazy couple of weeks, and I wanted to give it my full attention. So I've got a copy, but I've still got to watch it. So you've never seen it? Never seen it. And that's why I want to give it my full attention. So I've I've got a copy with a couple of extra documentaries attached. Okay, and I just didn't have time to work it in. Let's do that one last then, so that uh, in case you do need to, uh, like, if, if you don't want to hear us spoil it, you know, maybe you can. Oh, I don't, that's okay. It's a, I don't care about spoiler alerts. It's such an old movie. You know, it's all right. All right. So, Big Trouble Little China. This is another one of my brother's favorites. Um, we saw this at the at a discount theater during its first run. This is how poorly it was how poorly it was um, released. It uh, it actually was released and was like in a discount theater the week it released. 
uh, <laughs> where we saw. So my brother and I saw it in uh, the Santa Fe Springs three. Remember that one, John? Uh, oh yeah. It was like, you'd get a double feature and I don't even remember what the second feature was, but uh, my brother was a huge John Carpenter fan and uh, we were going to see this movie no matter what. And I grew up watching Kung Fu Theater. So um, uh, at this point, my only exposure to John Carpenter had been The Thing and Halloween. So I only knew him as a horror uh, horror auteur. I hadn't seen um, Assault on Precinct 13 yet at that time, I don't think. Um, so I only knew him as a horror guy. So I was going in, you know, expecting to see something a little scary. And then, uh, oh, I knew his, I knew him from Escape from New York, I guess. Um, but he, in my mind, he was mostly like a horror sci-fi guy. So I was not expecting anything like this movie. Um, and, uh, boy, we loved it. We really loved it. Uh, it was just enough of Indiana Jones for me at the time. And then Kurt Russell basically just playing an idiot was, uh, was hilarious. Um, and he's kind of got that John Wayne swagger going on through the whole thing. He's kind of doing a really bad uh, John Wayne thing. So this movie has, of course, taken off in years, in the subsequent years, and it's a huge cult favorite. Um, it's, people love this movie. So um, who had not seen this movie? Everybody? Just John. John, you had never seen it before? I think just John, yeah. I still haven't seen it. <laughs> Justini Weenie, you had seen this movie before? Uh, yeah, you played it in the background, and then I remember watching it again. Okay. Um, and it's been on HBO right now. They just put it on HBO. So Beautiful. It's kind of advertised. It's either advertised or it's something I watch and they're showing me what I want to see. I don't know. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. Justine, what do you think of this movie now that you've seen it? You're a big Kurt Russell guy. You love the, <laughs> you love the Kurt Russell. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, his eyes are so good in this. <laughs> <laughs> She's just happy she gets to it see me. It was just like, it was just so white lighting. And then he'd be looking up and you're like, wow, his eyes are so piercing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> his eyes are so piercing you forget he has a mullet. Yeah, I did. Like, at first I was like, look at that hair. It's so stupid. But then I saw his eyes and I'm like, okay, fine. We're fine. We're good, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of neon. Yes. I don't like everything's pretty good until you get to the end. And that's when it gets really dated. I mean, it's dated, right? But you get really pulled out when you see neon around that huge head. That's a very 80s uh, thing. All those movies, uh, John. Uh, I hated that part. Yeah. All those movies, a lot of neon. I don't know why that was an 80s thing, but it was. I mean, like everything else was dated, but it wasn't as bad until we got to that point. I hated the neon. The 80s was a lot of soft focus in neons and pastels. Um, you saw a lot of it in Blade Runner. You, you saw a lot of it in Blade Runner. You saw a lot of that neon in Blade Runner. Um, yeah, I didn't like that either. Yeah, it was very... A lot of stuff looks like Miami Vice. You know, every everybody has that kind of like Miami Vice look. Yes, exactly, John, exactly. Um, so Color scheme and the neon and all that. So aside from the dated uh, ending, did you enjoy this movie uh, as much as you like the other John Carpenter movies we've watched, Justine? Um, yeah, it was fun to watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. How were his eyes? How were his eyes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his eyes? Very beautiful <laughs> yeah, eyes. Great, great, great. 
Big, I mean, two really, big beautiful eyes. Watching him act is just always fun because him playing an idiot is the best. It's <laughs> super fun. And then when he uh, when he does that thing where he has to go undercover and he's playing like a nerdy guy, it's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I don't have much. I mean, because the, the creatures were really like gross to look at. Mm-hmm. They're all Shiny that make them look really slimy and gross. Yeah, uh, it's very typical yeah. John Carpenter, though. That's I don't know. I don't have much to say about it. It's that, good. That's weird that you don't because I figured you would have a lot to say about it because it's it's John. I've seen it before. If it was something I just saw, I probably would have said a lot of things. But um, I've seen it. It's just really cheesy. <laughs> yes, in a good way, I think. I, I, but uh, that's okay. We can disagree. It's- because I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Jake next, and I know he's gonna back me up, Jake. But with Kurt Russell in it, I feel like that's what made me really like it. If you put someone else in that role, I probably wouldn't have liked it. So. What about a Harrison Ford in there? Nah. No. Mm, or a Mel or a Mel Gibson. <laughs> mm, different different kind of movie. Yeah, <laughs> Harrison Ford would be too serious. Like he wouldn't be able to play the. No, although he does know how to play. Uh, they don't advertise for truck Yeah, drivers. they don't advertise. Yeah, it's me. He, yeah, he would, be able to, he would be able to do that. That check you is. The check is in the mail. He'd do it like this. <laughs> hey, this is going to take Cracker Jack timing, Wang. Like that. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Jake, what did you think, my man? I thought. It's it's such a it's such a weird movie, but in the best way. Yes. It's I mean, he's uh, I don't know. Just what better person to play a total idiot than Kurt Russell? Than Kurt Russell. It's and, just and this is the opposite of say like a Snake Plissken, where he's a guy who's you know who who's got it together exactly the same way. <laughs> <laughs> They do dress alike. I feel like this is almost him as a salesman now. Yeah, it's like a mix of both. <laughs> oh, used yeah, cars? He does action. Yeah, oh, used, used cars. cars, yeah. Yeah, kind of like in used cars. Jake, is this your first time watching the whole thing uh, without uh, interruption or without distraction? Yeah. Yeah. So this first time, first time I sat down and watched it because I think the first time I watched it was with you... Patrick and Justine, we were playing the board game while having the movie in the background. That's right. We did that. So I really didn't get a chance to really sit down and see what the hell was going on. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't, I didn't miss much, but it was just a lot of these little details that, you know, that I didn't pick up on or that I didn't really notice. Just such, it's so weird. It's such a weird movie. It's a very comic booky movie um, because you get the whole thing. At first you think it's okay, this guy, this truck... They've made this bet. They're going to go to the airport. They get they run into trouble with some local hooligans. Next thing you know, it's like a full-on kung fu martial arts battle. And then next thing you know, there's characters from Mortal Kombat falling from the sky and just, you know. I know, just raiding everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I love how weird it gets. I love that John Carpenter's not afraid to go into weird, in a weird direction with it, which, uh, which I think is, you know. It just turns into this movie where you're like in another world all of a sudden, which I like. Yeah, I can appreciate the fact that just when you think it's just when you think it stopped getting weirder, it gets ten times weirder. <laughs> it keeps going, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Patrick, what did you think, my man? Son of a bitch must pay. That's it. That was my. That's my. That is one of my brother's all-time quotes from this movie. Son of a bitch must pay. 
Um, he would say that all the time. This and uh, another quote from Empire Strikes Back, never tell me the odds were probably his two biggest quotes. Um, but he would quote, he would quote Jack Burton a lot. He would say, I was born ready, which is a Jack Burton line. And this is going to take Cracker Jack timing. He would spout those off. So, uh, uh, yeah. So I, I have a soft spot in my heart for this movie. So Patrick, you, I'm glad you, you enjoyed it. Well, what did you think watching the whole thing for the first time? It's, it's, so it's not the first time I've seen this, but it's the first time that like I've sat through and watched the whole thing completely and paid attention. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fun. It's just the fact that he plays a bubbling idiot is the best part of this. Like, It'd be a completely different movie if he was like Snake Plissken and he was super successful at it and he's going to be great. The fact that he struggles and fails constantly mm-hmm. is wonderful. The fact it makes that, a lot of fun. The fact that he's the sidekick and he's yeah. he, he's the main character, but he's essentially the sidekick. Yeah. And he doesn't know. He just he, At the end of the movie, he kind of figures it out. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> One of my favorite lines is when the host from the restaurant goes – is this the first time you ever plugged somebody? (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) The host from the restaurant has more experience, uh, like, you know, killing bad guys than, uh, than he does. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really great to see him kind of in over his head. It's got a cool look. Yeah. Yeah. I like the creature design on some of the monsters. Uh, Really cool. Yeah, there's yeah. The only one that's kind of iffy is the uh, kind of big foot looking one, like the werewolf one. That one's kind of off. Little bulbous head thing, cool. Oh yeah, yeah. The hairy one. He reminded me of the one in the crate. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I think he was. I think that was the one in the crate. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, um, he does look like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Let's rank it. I mean, I love it. This movie, in the, the beginning scenes, especially when he's going to that market and uh, it, it's raining and, you know, that's the way the produce, the small produce markets look. So it's like, for me, when I was watching this, I was that like, was we, a real blade we, yeah, we were literally taking a break from just doing that and to sit in a movie and go, hey, look, they're at a produce market. Like that's, it was pretty cool that it was kind of that world and it was set in a world. So, you know, as a kid, I was going like, I was like 15 or 16 going, hey, you know, this could happen to me. Uh, I might be the next. Uh, I might be the next Jack Burton. Uh, have you have you paid your dues, Jack? The check is in the mail. All right, um, let's rank it, Jake. I give this one a solid seven. Solid seven, Patrick. It's an eight. Eight, Justine. Six. What? Jesse, good as possible. I'm gonna. I'm going. I'm gonna go big today. This is another one of my favorites, and. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. I'm give it eight point five. Eight point five for me. Uh, John, what do you give it without having seen it? John, you, John's gonna give it a ten. So we're just gonna go put that down. I already know. All right, guys. Uh, I'll probably watch it. To, I'll probably watch it tonight. Next Wednesday, I'll give you my rating. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, the last Wait, movie. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, the days are all running together, dude. I know. Oh my god! At the same time, what is this? Are we all gonna go? I know. Get something to eat? What is this? I know. I was thinking we don't actually have to do it on Wednesdays <laughs> only anymore, right? Well, it's just this when is like a bonus episode. It's when it's whenever you you're off, John. So 
You tell us when you can do it. Well, I'm off on Wednesday, so we, we might as well keep it Wednesdays because I'm off Wednesdays. So. That, that's what we figured, yeah. We're with all the free time. Yeah, we got yeah. nothing but time. Uh, yeah, I guess we could. Time is on my side, guys, just so you guys know. Uh, time is on my side. He's on your side. Yes, it is. Kermit Thomas. You, you're looking for good times. Just wait and see. Um, you'll come running back. You know what I'm saying? You'll come running back. There you go. You'll come running back. I don't even know what you guys are singing. Time is on my side. He's on my side. Yes, it is. Now, what's going to happen next is you're going to touch somebody, and much like the COVID 19, the demon is going to jump into them, and then they're going to keep singing that to you <laughs> while you're in the police station. What a weird thing to say. <laughs> you don't remember that movie, John? What's that? You don't remember that movie? Uh, give me another hint. <laughs> it's a Denzel Washington movie, and the, there's a demon that, that possesses people, and it, it moves by touch. Yeah, it's called Fallen. And it's not a great movie, but that oh, scene re- that scene is super unsettling. Rem- well, I don't remember that. Denzel Washington, huh? Yeah, the the demon sings it to him. And so he's he's running down the street and everybody's passing him singing that song. It's really creepy. Wow. It, it, it's a good scene in a bad movie. It's one of those it's one of those things. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh all right. Back to the future. What can we say about it? Should we all just give it a ten? Or what do you do you guys want to actually talk about it? <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm giving whoa. it a ten. <laughs> Some of us have opinions. Mm. Wow. That's what I'm afraid of. Um, so, <laughs> this movie I saw with my brother, we were coming back from Irvine, and uh, we were over by over by Disneyland, there used to be uh, a theater called the Cinedome, and it was a little bit, it was a knockoff of the Cinerama Dome in, uh, in L.A., and it was a giant domed screen. And that is where my brother and I went to see Back to the Future. On the same day, we saw The Black Cauldron. Remember that, John? The 80s Disney animated movie? Yeah, was that theater in Orange? I think it was Orange. It was just past Disneyland. Right as you came up on the... Yeah, I remember that theater. Yep, yep. Yeah. Right as you came up on the City Drive, it was on the left-hand side there. So, Back to the Future, I mean, what what can we say about Back to the Future? It's basically one of the all-time greats cinema history shot right down the street from where we record ironically we're not there to commemorate it or we'd walk by and take pictures of it for you but uh there is uh we're right down the st- that was uh shot at whittier high and, that- and i re- i remember some of the you know some of the hallways and stuff that they're shooting it around the back of the auditorium i was very familiar with where they shot that john you went to whittier high that's right so i all the stuff they shot at whittier high i was already out but i, I remember you know, I recognized everything they shot inside the school. And then they even shot around some of the houses around that, uh, just on the other side of the school. How did you feel seeing it up on the big screen? Oh, it was cool. It was cool. Everybody. And, you know, a lot of people re- uh, recognized uh, Puente Hills Mall, too. Of course. Uh, of course. Shot uh, in that in that parking lot. Yeah. We went up one night. Uh, we heard they were filming a movie. We didn't know what it was. We went up there to see it. My, cousins, my cousin drove us up there. And we saw the scene. They were trying to shoot uh, uh, Michael J. Fox going down the skateboard down the down the hill, uh-huh. down the hill from uh, Kalima. Uh-huh. 
That's right down the street, guys, from uh, your favorite ramen spot. So we, you are very familiar with that mall. And we've gone to see movies there together. That's where we saw Bullet was at the Twin Pines Mall when we all went to see Bullet together. That's right. <laughs> uh, I think when we went to see Wrath of Khan as well, I think we saw it there. We all went there to see it. So. Yeah. We, we like that theater because it's got Dolby Atmos. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and there is a there is a sign in the mall somewhere. The Twin Pines Mall uh, is still there. Now the Lone Pine Mall. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it is now the Lone Pine Mall. So because uh, he fucked up shit in the past. That's right, and everything has uh, um, uh, repercussions as we're as we're about to learn when young Marty McFly travels back in time um so john did you when a couple you see- years ago they did the uh i think they did an anniversary the actual date that they traveled to we had a couple of years ago so they they put some things up at the mall i think they put the car up there and they put the sign and they, they kind of recreated all of it for the anniversary beautiful did you go what year was that? What year was it supposed to? The second one took place in 2015. Uh, yeah, that's right. So they, they did all that a couple of years ago. Fun fact we are now further away from that movie than Marty was from 1955. Yeah, that's crazy. So now you're watching we've it. We've now hit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we've also hit the year that uh, Blade Runner took place in. Yeah. We're, we're, like, we're we've go- passed up uh, 2001 and. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Back to the Future and Blade Runner. We've passed all of those up. Well, it's all coming to an end now, so we're, that won't have, be happening too much longer. So, um, Patrick, yeah, look, this is the Andromeda strain. We're now we're now in the year that the Andromeda strain hit. Yes, so. exactly. John, or I'm sorry, Patrick, uh, you you have opinions. What, what what do you think of this movie? Let's talk about it. Like Back to the Future. Yes. No, we're talking. Yeah. Wait, hold on, hold on. So, Patrick, your opinions. I I was saying, are we talking about this movie or the whole? Trailer? This movie. <laughs> Uh, I love this movie. It's a great movie. I'd just like to start the pod. 10 o'clock. Um, 10, we're going to get down already. <laughs> uh, okay. No, it's a fun movie. I mean, what's not to like? Marty McFly is often the inspiration for a lot of kids. Patrick, okay, so you, um, <laughs> you really like this movie. You love the whole trilogy. Yeah, I love this movie. It's, 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 I don't love the whole trilogy, but I love this one. Um, I remember watching this one a lot when I was a kid and, you know, he just seems like it's something that could happen. To, it felt like when you were younger, it's something that could happen to anybody. It's just like, hey, you could end up in your parents' past. And it's just an interesting concept, but it's fun. Uh, Michael J. Fox does a really good job. Um, Doc Brown actually used to go to the town I lived in because uh, it was the wine country. He used to love the wine country, so we used to see him all the time. He's nice guy. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And oh, how yeah. how old were you when you saw this Christopher movie? Lloyd. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, he likes wine. Um, I was probably like maybe nine or ten when I first saw this. I saw it at my dad's. I remember that. I really liked this one. Yes. Now, doesn't this go against your uh, your your hatred of like greasers and stuff like that era? <laughs> yeah, because you really don't see it. Like, you get a little bit of it, but it's not to the point, like, that the whole movie is about, you know, Pony Boy staying gold and all mm-hmm. that. Jesus. <laughs> wow. What a hater. What a hater. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Pony Boy died Gee. for you, bro. He died to fighting the Soches. <laughs> no, Pony Boy you, lived. You gotta be, you gotta have a heart of stone. You gotta have a heart of stone. Not to, not to get teary-eyed when he, uh. 
when he's all burned up and laying in that bed, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah man. But, anyways, <laughs> back to the TikTok. Um, it's this one's a lot of fun. It just as a young kid watching this, you can really emulate what a, a lot of what he's going through and dealing with, and you know, it's fun. Did you? Are you telling us you you, you wear Calvin Klein underwear? Is that your way of uh, telling us? Yeah, with my name. Nice, I like it. Um, Justine, what do you think of this movie? I don't know. I don't know I where you love fall. This movie. Okay, all right. This is the first box set DVD I ever bought. Oh, nice. Ah. Mhm. I still have it. I love this movie. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Now, now this is a period piece, also, just like La Bamba. So, how do you feel they pulled it off? How do you feel it, it looks? I thought it looked really good during that time. Yeah. I mean, I'm not from that time, so I don't know, but it looks good. <laughs> well, but you know what? We've you've seen enough movies. You've seen enough movies from that era, and you've seen enough movies try to emulate that era to know whether they got it right or not. You know. Yeah, but I don't judge Back to the Future. Um, also, just. Michael J. Fox, he just acts his heart out. He's a great actor. He's really good in this. He's a great Marty McFly. Yeah, that started my crush on him. <laughs> it wasn't Family Ties? And fam- Yeah, I saw him on that too, but I think he, he really like got me on Back to the Future. He really what year got was you? This one? 1985. I, was, I wasn't born yet. I was I, born like right after that. I was in eighth grade, about to be a freshman, and I remember people... This opened in like May, and there was still like a week of school left, a week or two of school, and people were talking about it. Like you know, the week it came, the weekend it came out, they were talking about how awesome it was. So I remember right. I waited a couple of weeks, and then as soon as summer started, like day one of summer, I was at work for my grandpa. So like like a few days later, my brother took me to see it. So it was uh, pretty yeah, cool. That's cool. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and uh, for my, you know, I remember seeing it with my mom later, and my mom. Just uh, she went to school. She w- she would have graduated in 1954. So this is like right around the time that she. No, I'm sorry. She would have graduated in 52. So this is right around that era. And when she saw that, because Whittier had kind of Whittier High School had kind of fallen into disrepair, and they 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 kind of fixed it for the movie. And ever since then, they've kept it up. But uh, they went and gave it like a new paint job and, um, you know, they, they spruced it up. So I remember my mom really being blown away by what it looked like when she saw it. She's like, that's exactly what it was like when I went there, you know. Did, so, did she go to Whittier High? She did go to Whittier High, yeah. Her and my dad. My dad went there too, yeah. So Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. My, my parents both went there. So they both went to Hill Valley. So, uh, yeah. I mean that was the only high school in the area when they were when they were kids, you know. So I think my dad graduated in forty eight or forty nine, like right in there. So yeah, yep, yep, yep. But uh, yeah, that. Uh, so that was my memory of seeing this movie, seeing it with my brother and my cousin, my cousin Pete and I, and then uh, my 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 brother took us to see it, and then um, seeing it again with my parents and them just marveling at everything and how everything looked and. They got a big kick out of it because they were familiar with the era. So for, for them, the joke was double. You know, for them, the joke was, you know, yeah. they, they understood Absolutely. They understood the humor on a couple of different levels. So, uh, yeah. Jake, you are a huge 80s guy. What do you think of this movie? It's, it's such a great 80s movie. And it captures the – it really emulates the 50s really well. I mean, 
there's nothing, at least to me, that stood out. I'm sure there might have been some tiny little details that they might have gotten off. But on the whole, I think it was wonderful job. The story is great. Um, Michael J. Fox does a wonderful job. And I forget the actor who does Doc. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd is such an amazing job being just some crazy deranged scientist too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's so good, and uh, he's a huge part of uh, what the appeal of this movie. Um, yeah. He's so fun to watch, and uh, you know, a little over the top, but at the same time, a lot of heart in the character. Uh, it works. It, it really, really works. works yeah. yeah. Uh, and I love his 1950s counterpart. His 1950s counterpart is so awesome that all those great jokes. You know, th- you know what's funny is Donald Trump really ruined the joke w- w- about Ronald Reagan being an actor. You know, now now that's now that's not so ridiculous. In the reboot, it'll be it'll be who's president in 2020? You mean a reality star? Yeah, it'll be um, you know, you'd be an idiot. And who's vice president? Jerry Lewis. <laughs> um, John, you, how do you feel about this movie uh, 30 years later? Well, I, I loved it when it came out. I just thought it was such a kick because uh, if you like time travel movies, that. This has such a lot of fun with it. It just really has the most fun you can have with the whole time travel concept. You That's know? true. That is true. You see, it's unlike something like, you know, Time Machine, and there had been other attempts at this sort of thing. But this just made it really fun, the whole idea of it, you know. And it seems like they got all the concepts, you know, they're pretty much on top of it. Because a lot of times it's tough. To, you know, you set up the rules for time travel in a movie. It's hard to kind of follow them and stick to them, you know. And this one really seems to work. Yeah, they do. They, they they stick with it, and uh, they, they do have their own rules, uh, and they they uh, they adhere pretty closely to, the, to this one anyway. Um, later on, it gets a little bit you know, uh, more confusing, but uh, yeah, I just uh, you know this is one I, I like all three of them, and I think I used to say this is the first trilogy that didn't have a weak link. I know some people aren't crazy about the third one, but I I felt to me this was the first trilogy that didn't have a, a weak, an obvious weak link. They all three were pretty solid. They connected pretty well. And amazingly, they were able to keep track of where everybody was at on, you know, in the timeline, you know? So just a hell of a lot of fun. Yes. I, and, I, um, I love it. That's all I'm going to say. Are you still there? Yeah, I am. Are you still here? Yeah. Is Patrick still love, here? And I'll the humor really works. You know, I, the, the joke we still make at work all the time, the lines we're always quoting at work is, wow, Doc, that's really heavy. And he's all, is there something wrong with gravity in the future, Marty? <laughs> uh, my line is always, this is your cousin Marvin. Marvin Barry, you know that new sound you're looking for? That's, uh, <laughs> that's the only joke. To me, that's the only joke that falls flat in the entire movie. Because they- I like the setup. I love the setup where he's up there doing all these wild licks and he's all, oh, I don't think they're ready for this yet. You know, he's doing all these Hendrix licks and, and Van Halen licks. But, yes. Um, the one joke that just falls flat is that whole phone call to Chuck Berry. I just thought that's the only joke that doesn't work for me. Because they lay it on kind of thick. They do lay it on thick. Yeah. It's, uh, too, uh, it's not the way somebody would talk, you know. <laughs> Yeah, um, I do. But, you know, it's a small, it's a small pick because I think the whole movie pretty much is like a Swiss watch. It just works solid. You it know? does. It works as a as a comedy. It works as a time travel movie. It works on a lot of different levels, and it's one of those movies yeah, that and- you might not be into sci fi, but you like this movie, so it, it works. Absolutely. On- yeah. Absolutely. 
and all the peripheral characters are great. The guy playing his dad, Crispin Glover, is just hilarious. The whole thing, you know, the, why are you following me? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's just perfect. Hey, and what's you. her name? Leah Thompson is perfect as his mom. You know, all that stuff works. Hey, you get your damn hands off her. You really think I should swear? <laughs> uh, he's almost doing a Ronald Reagan. That kind of character is almost a Ronald Reagan. Um, yeah. Is there anything about this movie you guys don't? particularly like or is there something that sticks out to you as something that uh you know doesn't work all these years later it still holds up to me i don't even get that amazing. joke you guys were talking about <laughs> which one the chuck berry marvin berry yeah i still don't get he's it. got because he, he's doing like a he's doing like a johnny be good lick and so that's supposed to be chuck berry's cousin going hey i got a new sound for you hey oh, check this God. out you know chuck berry was uh chuck berry recorded johnny be good so Got he's it. actually the so in in that movie he's actually the one that invents the he uses his uh, own record to invent uh, it. Yeah, 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 get it. Uh, I get it now. Did you it. Did you guys see? Uh, did you guys look fast for Huey Lewis? Oh yeah, he's a teacher, right? He's the guy that says you guys are just too darn loud with the yeah, at the yeah. at the rehearsal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you spot Flea? Mm. Yeah. No, Flea is Flea in this one, or he's in the second or. I think I he's, thought he was in the first one in the in the truck. There is no truck in the first one. That's the second oh, one. Oh, really? That's the second oh, okay. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. He's also his boss in the future. Hmm. He fires Marty. He's the boss in the future, and then he's in the truck later. Ah. So he parallels his life parallels his dad's with Biff. Flea. Okay. Flea is Marty's version of Biff. Okay. How about that, huh? Interesting. How about that? That's a, hey, that's heavy. That's really heavy. Uh, why do you keep saying that? Is there something wrong with the Earth's gravitational pull? Um, guys, let's all... Great so, Scott. So, tens across the board? <laughs> tens across the board it is. All right. I don't hear any... Uh, what? Mm-hmm. I don't hear any... Uh, all in favor of a ten? Solid five. Aye. All opposed? <laughs> Jan- uh, the I almost called you Jeanette. Five. Justine, what do you rank it? <laughs> Jeanette, what do you rank it? I give it a 10. Can- Yay! Jake, what do you give it, buddy? I give it... I give it... I give it 10. All right. Give it 10. Great moves. Patrick! One, one of the greats. It's a 10. Justine! Just kidding. John! Yeah, it's a solid 10. All right. Guys, it finally happened. I have to be the one to break up the uh, unanimity. Um, I bet. And I got to go with a 9 because there are other movies in the trilogy that are better. I have to give it a 9. Yeah. See, what a, see what a stupid argument that is? Patrick, I give it a 10, of course. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How long you been waiting? How long you been waiting to say that? <laughs> oh my God! That's from like a year ago. You give the Godfather a nine because the other one's going to be better. Oh my God! That's such man, a you, two was better. You're like a bulldog. Man. That is you just so. Hang on to that. That is so dumb. Dumb. Two was better. <laughs> Guys, we hope you enjoyed this special tribute to my brother who would, who gave. Both Godfathers a ten. <laughs> wow! 
Uh, love it. I don't have the movies for next How week. Do you answer that. I don't have the movies for next week, but I'll get them out to you. And uh, cool. guys, this has been fun. Uh, we apologize for the audio quality. We're, we're working on this. This is a work in progress, but we have uh, five different people in five different locations with five varying levels of technology. So we're trying to do what works best for all of us. We appreciate you hanging in and listening. Um, we hope you had a good time. Mario. Got, yes. Can I make a suggestion for the three movies we watch next week? No, you cannot. So while- I suggest we watch. I suggest we watch. Outbreak, Contagion, and the Andromeda Strain. Those are not 80s movies. You're right. <laughs> very top, very top. Mm-hmm. How'd you like that? Uh, we what should watch 28 Days Later, World War Z. Yeah, World War Z. Well, you should read World War and, Z, definitely. Um, and Shaun of the Dead. Uh, and Shaun of the Dead. Oh, Train to Busan, yep, 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 yep. Train to Busan. Mm-hmm. That uh, was a great one. You know what, though? Honestly, I think a lot of people aren't going to start worrying about this until uh, people start coming back from the dead. It seems like a lot of people aren't taking it seriously enough. It's going to take that for people to go, oh, yeah, maybe I should be concerned now. But listen, guys, wash your hands. Yeah, maybe, I sh- maybe I shouldn't go hang out with friends during um, social distancing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you shouldn't go to the beach. I remember like targeted at <laughs> maybe you shouldn't go to the beach or maybe you shouldn't, you know, go places. I look, I know it sucks being stuck inside, but you're, you're going to survive. It's the minimal amount you can do. Yeah. If us introverts can do it on a daily basis, you can too. Just get animal crossing and you'll be fine. Yeah. And you'll forget about all the life on the outside and you'll just, uh, and you'll just keep working we, on your time. We don't have a lot of time because Sandy is, uh, is, um, she needs to get on the call. I know at two o'clock there. So uh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna wrap it up though. But uh, whoever's moving furniture in the background of this whole podcast, thank you for that. Oh, that's uh, Sandy. Thank yeah. you. Um, I just keep hearing. So was experience. there somebody moving furniture through the whole podcast? There's something getting moved around. Somebody. Uh, that's Sandy. I keep hearing things. Has zero disregard for the quality of the show. Zero regard, not disregard. Zero regard. Dis- sorry, disregard she's disregarding it. It's just go away. <laughs> I'm glad to see you guys are still getting along even in the quarantine uh, well guys everybody stay safe uh, hunker down and uh, you know we, we, and, you know, keep listening we'll, we'll keep cranking these out um, and we'll do we'll, we'll figure out a way to do it and uh, we want to keep uh, bringing shows to you because we know how boring it can be but Hopefully we, you know, ate up an hour of your time and now you have uh, 19 hours to fill. So, uh, you know, maybe you, could, <laughs> maybe you could watch the movies we talked about. I think all of these are available streaming right now. Um, mm. I think they are. I know Back to the Future is on, um, on Netflix and uh, mm. I'm pretty sure La Bamba's on Amazon or Netflix. And, uh, no, it wasn't on Amazon. I had to rent it. I think it might be on Netflix right now. Oh, well, shit. Didn't check. Yeah. Oh. Big Trouble's on HBO. You're the one that told me just Google it and it'll show you which streaming services have it. I know, mm-hmm. but I don't actually use it myself. Hmm. Okay. Also, anybody who hasn't seen on Amazon Prime, I don't know if you can access it with Prime or not, but they have a lot of uh, in-theater movies that you can buy right now. They get Onward, Birds of Prey, Visible Man. Onward's actually going to go... Onward's going to be on Disney Plus on April 3rd. Oh. Oh, really? Yes. Pretty- I was just about to say that. Thank you, Justine. Um, 
Yeah, they, yeah. It, it's going to be. They, I think I don't think they they kind of soft pedaled it so people would buy it, but uh, yeah, it's going to be free on Disney Plus. So, listen, okay. movie companies, you're not the only one that's hurting well, right they now. They were saying that um, Bob Iger is trying to build up Disney Plus, so if they put the movies to there, then people will sign up. They're just trying to get signups. Oh, there you go. Well, right now it's six ninety five, dude. I mean, you know, anybody can afford yeah. that. Even if there you go, advertisements sponsor go. us. There you go. Yeah, Disney Plus. Are you stuck in quarantine? Would, everything else. Would you like some fun family entertainment while you're st- stuck in quarantine? Disney Plus. <laughs> How about the computer wore tennis shoes? Uh, it's on there. Old Yeller. Kurt Russell. That's right. Incredible Trish Journey. Island. Apple That's Dumpling right. Gang. <laughs> Pete Dragon. Gus. Gus. All of them. Love, All right, guys. Love Bug. Sure. We got it. Sure. That's Disney Plus from Disney. The Happy Company. Uh, A proud sponsor of the Superior Company. Jeez, are you kidding me? They would, we would pull our sponsorship you, in a are second. You, are you kidding me? All right, guys. For So for Justine, for Jake, for Patrick, for John, for myself, we say stay safe, stay healthy, fight the power, and this transmission, wash your hands, and <laughs> now.